Good morning. Good to see you guys. <laughs> hey, good morning, everybody online. We're getting started. We'll give you the five-minute warning here. I want to encourage you to join us on whatever social media platform you're watching this on. Pastor Wayne H. on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn, Rumble, Instagram, wherever you are. And if you are on uh, YouTube, give us a subscribe and ding the bell so you get notifications when new ministry services come up online. But this is your five minutes before church, so grab a coffee, grab a Bible, notebook, and a pen, invite a friend, and we'll see you in five minutes for worship. Want to play some music?
good. I'm his kid. He loves me. Amen. Let's open with worship, Father. We thank you that you're for us and not against us. No matter how hard life gets, no matter what challenges are in front of us, Lord, our hearts and our minds turn towards your church, especially in Ukraine today. Would you bless those pastors and leaders and their, their wives and their children in every congregation, Lord, for everyone on every side of the conflict, Lord. I pray you bring peace to the Ukraine and the best possible outcome. I pray you preserve life. For people who don't know you and are at death's door, I pray they would turn to Christ now. And for all the soldiers that are being deployed to go on peacekeeping missions and humanitarian aid and effort, Father, would you just go before them? Bring peace to our world, Lord. At the same time, bring your justice. We thank you. Thank you, God, that you're bigger than every conflict. And you're for us even in times of war. sing this one called Reckless Love.
shadow you won't fight up, no mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no shadow you won't light up, no mountain you won't climb up, coming after me. There's no wall you won't kick down, no lie you won't tear down, coming after me. Oh, there's no shadow you won't light up, no
It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our Sure. 
start at verse 20 it says so they brought the boy but when the evil spirit saw Jesus it threw the child into a violent convulsion and he fell to the ground writhing and foaming at the mouth how long has this been happening Jesus asked the boy's father he replied since he was a little boy the spirit often throws him into the fire or into the water trying to kill him have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. The father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. You know, uh, anything is possible. There's another huge, huge promise that God has laid out for us. Anything is possible if we believe. The human nature is to believe what we see. Well, it's, it's kind of hard to put our faith, our belief in God that we can't see. But he has given us this book of all of his word and his promises that we have no reason not to believe. We have to have faith in God so that we can believe, so that we can do all things. Amen. This is the word of our Lord. Amen. Thanks be to God. Put over your glasses. Your glasses. We'll get you. One awesome. That's a good word, Tim. Why don't you guys sing, we'll sing this last song, Build My Life. You know what I love about this song? It reminds us that our foundation is in Jesus. 
we, who knows, we might be on the edge of World War III. We don't know. It could be. <laughs> the Russians could uh, send bombs or the Chinese could come through Alaska. We don't know <laughs> what might happen. But you know what? God is bigger than the Chinese. God is bigger than the Russians. God is bigger than Kim Jong-il <laughs> and every nuclear warhead that could be aimed at us. We don't have to be afraid of the future because our future is set in the kingdom of God. It's built in the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Yeah. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. Open up my eyes in wonder. 
every other name. Jesus, the name above every other name. Yes, you are. Jesus, the only one who could ever see. So worthy. Worthy of every breath. Glad you're joining me here today. If you want to partner with the ministry, you can do so at mysummitchurch.com and click the donate button. You can also click the donate button on our Facebook page. You can text your gift, text this, uh, the amount of your gift to 303-625-9434. Press send using your smartphone. Follow the prompts using your smartphone. And 100% of what you give by text will go directly to the ministry. You can also mail your gift to Summit Church. 200 South Wilcox Street, Box 243, Castle Rock, Colorado, 80104. And we're going to get into the Word today. You're going to start out in Mark, and then we're going to migrate over to Psalm 118, talking about Jesus being our cornerstone today. Grab a Bible. Should I use the microphone today? Yes or no? Should I? I will, I will. I'll use it. 
Very good. Well, I hope you like burritos, because it's all we got. <laughs> the only free lunch you're going to get in this town today, right here at Summit Church of Douglas County, <laughs> provided by Leah's Kitchen. Start a, new, start a new tradition with me on Mondays. Do Empa Monday. Empa Monday. It's Empanada Monday. And she makes wonderful empanadas. And uh, she's bringing over burritos for lunch today. And we're going to have a great time. We got drinks and chips down there. And if you missed Church 101 last week, you can jump in on 201 and catch the 101 the next time around, everybody. So everyone is welcome to be a part of it. Today's session in the 201 is how to be a Christian. How, how, can you, how do you be a Christian? Well, of course, you're a Christian because you receive Jesus. But how do you walk the, new, the newness of life? Well, you read your Bible. You pray every day, right? You attend the local church. You're part of God's local family in the body. And you serve, right? So we read our Bible. We pray. We're in fellowship and we serve. And that's kind of how we, that's how we be Christians. That's how, that's bad grammar, I know, but that's how I be a Christian. And that's how you be a Christian too, everybody. So let's, let's turn, I'm going to, I'm going to do this quickly. I'm going to give you about a 20 minute sermon and then we're going to migrate downstairs for our burritos and we're going to get into church 201. The only difference between the last half of this message is you get to eat while I talk. The first half, you just get to take notes or read your Bible. Okay. So let's, let's turn first of all, to Mark chapter 12, verse 10 and 11. Mark 10, 12, uh, 10 and 12, chapter 12, verses 10 through 11. And here, this is Jesus talking. He's telling a, a parable, the parable of the vineyard. In fact, let's back it up to verse 9. It says, what do you suppose the owner of the vineyard will do? Jesus asked. I will, I'll tell you. He will come and kill them all and lease the vineyard to others. Didn't you ever hear this in the scriptures? The stone rejected by the builders has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous to see. The Jewish leaders wanted to arrest him for using this illustration because they realized that he was pointing it at them. They were the wicked farmers in the story but they were afraid to touch him because of the crowds. So they left him and they went away. The stone that the builders have rejected has become the chief cornerstone. And it's marvelous to see in our eyes. The, the stone it was misshapen, didn't look like it'd be useful for much. Like you're brick, building a brick wall. You're like, well, it needs to be perfectly square. It's got to look like this. Maybe you're building an arch in Roman days. Like you have a sides of an arch. But you have this odd-shaped rock. It's like a polygon. It's fat on one side and skinny on the other. Like, I can't use that. Oh, wait a second. I need the cornerstone. I need the keystone. The top of an arch. You ever seen the top of an arch? The very top, the keystone, that one stone looks all different from all the other stones. And without the keystone, the arch won't stand in place. The cornerstone of a building is not a flat stone, but it has, it has two exposed sides, right? It's, it's key to the whole building standing up. Without the cornerstone, you don't have a building. And all of us, maybe we're misshapen in different kinds of ways. Maybe we go, well, God couldn't use me. I'm such a screw-up. Or, you know, I, 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 
I'm not like anybody else. I'm messed up in some ways that I, I just don't feel like I fit in. I could never get it right. And God says, you're exactly what I need you to be. I have a perfect place where you fit just right. Amen. Any, any odd-shaped stones out there? <laughs> I'm an oddball, definitely. God took this odd cornerstone. He put him right in this little arch where he wanted me to be as a pastor of this church. And God's put where you, where you are supposed to be, too. And accepting your misshapenness <laughs> to say, okay, God, I don't really like my shape, but you must have done some of this on purpose. <laughs> so I'm going to embrace who you made me and let you place me where you want me to be. Because, you know, when I resist his will, when I try to go, no, I'm going to be in this place in the wall. He goes, no, you're not. <laughs> I know you want to be there, but this is where I need you. This is where I want you. Jesus was like that. He was the stone that the builders rejected. When he came to his people, they expected Messiah to be a conquering hero, a king, a military person. And here's Jesus, meek and mild, God's lamb, coming in on a, on a, on a donkey's colt. His, his feet could probably touch the ground while he was sitting on the donkey. You know what, you know what I'm talking about? It wasn't a war horse. It was just a little donkey's colt. And there he is, the humble king of all kings, lord of our lords, coming into Jerusalem, riding on a baby donkey. <laughs> that the king of the universe would humble himself in such a way. And if that's what he did, how can we do any less? If we try to puff ourselves and make ourselves great, guess what? <laughs> the, the proud will be humbled, right? But those who are humbled, they'll, they'll be exalted. And that's the lesson we can learn so much about Jesus and humility and being the cornerstone. In many ways, this harkens back to a scripture that already was written in Psalm 118. Jesus was actually um, quoting Psalm 118. I have a little ring in the system. Will you kind of help me get that out? I can hear it. I don't know if anybody else can hear it. You can hear it? Okay, good. Some of us can, some of us can't. Um, but there's a ring. If you can just pull it back just a, a little bit, Ron, I appreciate that. So let's, so let's turn to Psalm 118, verses 22 through 23 is where Jesus is quoting. But I want to, I want to teach this chapter very quickly, chapter and verse. And Max, I put the, I put the scriptures in Pro Presenter so we can see it on the screen. And I want us to just to read it. Out, you can read, we can read it out loud together, I guess, if, we, if you feel up to it. You, up, you're up for it? Can you read it with me? So it's Psalm 118, verse 1. Ready, go. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Let all Israel repeat, his faithful love endures forever. Let Aaron's descendants, the priests, repeat, his faithful love endures forever. Are you sensing a cadence? This was the song. Let all who fear the Lord repeat, his faithful love endures forever. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a break. I won't make you read the whole thing. I'll, I'll read the rest here from verse 4. In my distress, I prayed to the Lord, and the Lord answered me. He rescued me. The Lord is for me, and I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The first point I want to talk about with Christ being the cornerstone is this, Jesus is for all who fear him. 
Jesus is for all who fear him. What does it say in verse 3 and 4? Let, let Aaron's descendants and priests repeat, his faithful love endures forever. Verse 4, let all who fear the Lord repeat. Jewish, Gentile, everyone who fears the Lord says, <laughs> your faithful love endures forever. Jesus is for people of faith. When we cry out to God in our time of trouble, he answers us. I heard um, some of you, some have been watching the coverage coming out of Ukraine. Some of the pictures and images have been just heartrending, where fathers are saying goodbye to their children on city buses as they leave from Lviv into Poland, saying, I'm going to stay behind and fight. And goodbye, mama. Goodbye, boys. Goodbye, girls. Hope I live through this. I'll see you on the other side. I'm going to do my best to survive and fight for our nation's independence. I saw pictures of pastors from Kiev and Lviv and all over the country standing in solidarity with one another. Their wives and their children are escaping. They're saying, we're staying with our churches. We're going to protect our church buildings. They're taking up arms against their oppressors. They're not leaving their congregations. They're staying to protect their city blocks and their homes and their congregations. They're risking their very lives. And uh, our, the good friend of ours that actually got us into this building, his last name is Karvatsky. He's a wonderful Ukrainian man. He does IT for a top secret rocket company north. Well, that's all I'll say about it, about him. His brother is in eastern Ukraine. We're, he's asked us that we pray for him and his family, that we would keep that the that the Lord would keep them safe. Can we do that real fast and pray for them? Father, we lift up to you the Karvatsky family, both those here stateside and those back in Ukraine. And some of them are pastors and ministry people, missionaries. Lord, would you stand with all those who are standing for freedom and for independence and for the the freedom to be able to worship God in the manner of their choosing? I pray you'd protect every soldier, every family, every child that, uh, Father, you bring about the best possible outcome, especially surround this family that's been so good to our congregation to open the door for us to do ministry in this building. Bless Alex and his wife and children as well, Lord. And we thank you for the best outcomes that are on the way, for answers that are going to be on the way. I pray that Mr. Putin would back off and he would stand down and that we would see peace come quicker than we even thought. In Jesus' name, amen. Jesus is for all who fear him. And we can, we can cross-reference this with the fear of the Lord. We know what it says, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, right? If you want to have a wise life, you want to have a good life, then, then fear the Lord, put him first. Um, it says, chapter, uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 says, Getting wisdom... Get wisdom. She will protect you. Love her and she will guard you. Getting wisdom is the most important thing you can do. And whatever else you do, get good judgment. Another version of that passage says, get wisdom at any price, at any cost. It's worth your very life. If you get wisdom, if you get God's wisdom, nothing else will matter. You could be broke, but if you got God... That's all that matters. <laughs> you could have lost all of your friends, but if you got Jesus, it doesn't matter who leaves you. 
Because Jesus will never leave you or forsake you. Amen, somebody. That's good news. God is for all of us who fear him. But those who have made themselves enemies of God, they better watch out. A judgment day is coming. Well, let's continue. Psalm 118, verse 7. Yes, the Lord is for me. He will help me. I will look in triumph at those who hate me. It is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in people. Verse 9. It is better to trust the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Verse 10, though hostile nations surround me, I destroyed them all in the name of the Lord. Yes, they surrounded and attacked me, but I destroyed them all in the name of the Lord. They swarmed around me like bees. They blazed against me like a roaring flame, but I destroyed them all in the name of the Lord. And then what I have highlighted in this section, which I love for this next point, verse 13, you did your best to kill me, O my enemy, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my victory. Songs of joy and victory are sung in the camp of the godly. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. The strong right arm of the Lord is raised in triumph. The strong right arm of the Lord has done glorious things. I will not die, but I will live to tell what the Lord has done. The Lord has punished me severely, but he has not handed me over to death. Oh, isn't that good? He, he may discipline us, right? Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Point number two, Jesus is our shield of victory. He's our shield and our victory. You know, you can't have, you can't have a good offense without a good defense. You understand that? Sometimes the best offense is a good defense. Any football people out there? Max and I were trying to watch hockey last night. We're like, all of our favorite sports are over. So we're like, I guess... Let's choke down an avalanche game, see if we can handle it. And I was like, ten, eight minutes, and we're like, oh, we can't do it. They were losing. They were losing to Las Vegas. We're like, we can't watch hockey. What's wrong with us? We're football freaks. But let's look real quick. A cross-reference about Jesus being our shield of victory. Romans 8.37 says this. And I, man, when you look at Romans 8 in my Bible, it's, it's a highlighted, scribbled mess. Because there's so many good, like you could just highlight and scribble that whole chapter because there's so many nuggets in here. But Romans 8.37, we are more than conquerors. Here's what it says. It says, um, no, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours. Well, because we're smart. Well, because we're wealthy. Because we're really educated. Because we have perfect doctrine. No, no. Despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us because of the grace and goodness of Jesus, not because of anything else. We are more than conquerors. He is our shield and our victory. Isn't that good? I love, I love what Tim shared today, that God can do anything. He'll do exactly what's needed and necessary for you to be victorious. And uh, we just have to trust him. Verse 19, getting to point three here. Um, Psalm 118, verse 19. Open for me the gates where the righteous enter, and I will go in and thank the Lord. Those gates lead to the presence of the Lord, and the godly enter there. I thank you for answering my prayer and saving me. And then this is what Jesus quotes, verse 22. The stone rejected by the builders has now become the cornerstone. This is the Lord's doing 
and it is marvelous to see. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. Our shield of victory, our song, the stone that the builders rejected thought, ah, oh, that's worthless. I don't have any purpose for that. God goes, I got the perfect place for this rock. I know where she belongs. I know where he belongs. That's what he did with Jesus, and that's what he wants to do with you. That he wants, that's what he wants to do with me. He has a perfect place for us to fit in his plan, in his kingdom, in his church, in his community, in our home, in our marriage, in our families, wherever he's placed you. He is shaping you into the stone that he wants you to be. Receive. <laughs> Receive the chiseling. Receive the shaping. <laughs> Part of the problem is sometimes we go, oh, ow, ow, Lord, ow, ow, please, no, don't, not again. Boom, oh, again, okay. Whew, I'm learning, Lord, I'm learning. Yeah, okay. Okay, God, I'll submit to the process. And sometimes it's not fun, but it's exactly what he wants for us. Jesus, point three, Jesus is our cornerstone. Jesus quotes that about himself, of course. And let's look at Isaiah 28, 16. And this, this idea of cornerstone is all over the Old Testament. And Isaiah mentions this very same thing in Isaiah 28, verse 16. Let's back up to 14. He says, therefore, listen to this message from the Lord. You scoffing rulers in Jerusalem, you boast that you have struck a bargain to avoid death and have made a deal to dodge the grave. You say the Assyrians can never touch us, for we have built a strong refuge made of lies and deception. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am placing a foundation stone, a cornerstone in Jerusalem. It is a firm, tested, and precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need never run away again. Built on the solid rock. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Put your life on the solid rock of Jesus and you'll never go wrong. You cannot fail when God is your foundation. Everything else may be shaken. You may be shaken, but he never is. And you can trust him. He is so good. Well, there's, there's new folks here in the room, and they're, they're, I'm sure there's new people watching online in their various platforms, and I would just want to say this quickly about the gospel. You're made for him. You're made for God. God created you, and you're made to be in relationship with him. And our sins separate us from God. We know that. <laughs> That's why we want to avoid him. We don't want to go to church. We don't want to read our Bible, listen to Christian music. We don't want to be around Christians when we're far from God because we feel guilty. <laughs> we feel bad. We're like, oh, I'm going to get myself cleaned up first. And then maybe I could go to church. Then maybe I could listen to that music. Maybe if I could just clean myself up. Guess what? <laughs> you don't get cleaned up so you can take a bath. You take the bath so you'll get cleaned up. Does that make sense? <laughs> Come to Jesus and let him give you the bath. 
You can't clean yourself up anyway. Sins can't be paid for by doing good works or good deeds. It's not paid for through religious activity. Paying the price for our sin, Jesus died and rose again. So everyone, anyone who will just finally surrender, say, okay, Lord, I understand you paid for my sin. Appropriate it for me. Come in. Forgive me. Be the Lord of my life. I want to walk with you. I want you to be the king of my heart, to be the king of my life from this moment forward. When you finally surrender and make that exchange, guess what? You're a Christian. You've been adopted to the family, but I still mess up. I still do bad stuff. I know. That's why he had to die. That's why he shed his blood. He knew you couldn't do it. So we continue to rest on the grace of Jesus and we walk in faith and not by sight. It's not through the good works that we do. If you start in grace, you're going to continue in grace, right? And the longer you know him, the sweeter he grows. The, the closer I get to him, the more I become like him. When he comes in, the discipleship process begins. And I begin to be say, conform to him like that cornerstone saying, God, I know I'm an odd shape. And if you need to knock some rough edges off, do your work. <laughs> Help me to be the man, to be the woman you want me to be. Well, it starts with surrender. And if you haven't done that, or maybe it's been years since you ever prayed a prayer like that, but you haven't been living in surrender, would you pray a prayer with me? Either in person here in the room or online. Church, let's pray it out loud for those who may be praying it for the first time. Say, dear Jesus, I'm sorry for my sin. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe God raised you from the dead. According to the scriptures. Please come to, into my heart. Forgive me of my sin. Be the Lord of my life. Be the cornerstone of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, I love preaching to you guys. I always, I always go longer than I want to go. But you guys keep smiling at me saying amen. So it's like, I can't, I can't stop. But I do have important material to cover downstairs. Hopefully, would we check and make sure Benita's brought the burritos? Somebody? Yeah. Okay, just double check because she was supposed to come, but I haven't heard anything downstairs and I've had a year out. So uh, I'm going to pray a blessing over the food and come join us downstairs. A couple important things. We have begun the, the latest um, semester of the Alpha Course, and we had a fun night the other night. We had a reggae artist named Wiley Jones who came, and we had the, the beginning session. And the next session this Saturday, this Thursday at 6.30, is we're doing Mexican night. We have a Mexican community meal, and we're doing this session called Who Was Jesus? And it ends with a discussion, and it's a great place to invite your unchurched friends. Maybe they'd be scared to come to church on a Sunday. Well, invite them to come to just to a dinner on a Thursday night in the church basement. Like, you can handle that, right? Just come on out and hear some music and have a discussion, enjoy some good food, and, and see what God might do. Alpha is sort of our evangelistic arm of the church. Good, we've got, we've got burritos. All right, good. So I don't, I don't want to pray over burritos that aren't here. We'll definitely pray for the burritos that are here. Awesome, good. And then um, the announcements. So if there's a lot, there's lots of things that are on the calendar. So by the door there, you'll see the calendar of events that's happening. So grab your phone and just take a snap of what's happening this year. Of course, we have our annual Easter pancake breakfast 
on Easter Sunday morning. Before that, we have our weekend away with the Alpha Course, where we, it's, it's basically our seminar on the Holy Spirit. And if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, you want to know more about the person of the Holy Spirit, you want to get away to the mountains and connect with other Christians and connect with the person of the Holy Spirit yourself, we, we just invite you to be a part of that retreat. The cost is $59 for that. And then our annual Blessing of the Bikes, our motorcycle outreach, who is going to be a big deal. It's happening on May Day this year, Sunday, May 1st. I've got a crazy Cajun preacher friend of mine named Steve Munns, uh, who's going to be bringing the word, and maybe hopefully we'll get up. We'll have to rent a Harley for Pastor Steve so he can go crazy out in the parking lot. I'm sure Tim and Lori will be rolling in on the on their motorcycles too, and that's a great great outreach opportunity where we pray for every motorcyclist. We pray for their safety. We share Jesus with them. We do heavy music worship that day. We got the half stacks. We go crazy. It's earplug worship Sunday. It's like you don't hear the music, you feel the music on that day. And uh, so it, it, that'll be a fun time. So make your plans to join us for that. And if you know motorcyclists or if you have a motorcycle, bring your bike to church on that day. There's lots of other events happening, but let me pray a blessing over the food and uh, we'll go downstairs. Father, thank you for the word. Thank you that you are our cornerstone. This spring, Lord, would you bless our ministry? Help us to reach people that no one else could reach. I pray that you'd go before us this week. Encourage us, Lord. Those of us who are feeling the midwinter blues, Lord, I pray you just give us the joy of the Lord. And that joy would, give, would bring strength. Supernaturally, go before us, Lord. And ordain conversations with family members, friends, and coworkers about the goodness of God. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. Lift your countenance and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. If you want to partner with the ministry, you can hit the donate button online or hit the box in the back. God bless you guys. We'll see you downstairs. Oh, and Lord bless the burritos. Amen. Okay. Join me downstairs in just a few minutes. Thank you so much for tuning in today to the ministry of Summit Church and the daily outreach of Wayne Hansen. You can support our ministry in many ways. Click the donate button on our Facebook page, Summit Church of Castle Rock. Visit our webpage, mysummitchurch.com, and click the online giving link. Or mail your donation to Summit Church of Castle Rock, 200 South Wilcox Street, Box 243, Castle Rock, Colorado, 80104. Or finally, text your gift to 303-625-9434 and follow the prompts using your smartphone. You can also support us by connecting with our online community. Comment, like, share, follow, and subscribe on our various social media channels. Of course, we appreciate you joining us in daily prayer. I'm Sean Rima, and on behalf of Pastor Wayne and the Summit Church family, take care and have a great week. Remember... God loves you, and he has a wonderful plan for your life.